Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Hello. Welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast in the station at KZUM with Mark Meslow. Mark is a associate artist in Noise Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street, and we're excited to host this show for you in cooperation with KZUM 89.3. You can come and visit us at the gallery any first or third Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. when we celebrate with openings, or any day, Tuesday through Saturday, from 10 till 5 p.m. Stop by the gallery at 119 South 9th Street. Mark, welcome to the studio today, and thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to visit with us about your artwork. Well, thank you for having me. Would you please help us know when you first felt like you were an artist? <laughs> well, you know, for me, it was more about building things. I've, I've always liked to build things um, ever since I was a kid, and and you know I've done a little bit of furniture building here, and I've done I've done quite a bit of building uh, things from used furniture. Like I'll take a headboard and I'll build a uh, a uh, garden bench out of it, and I've, I've actually done some garden benches out of dining room tables. And really, that's kind of where this started was doing that and trying you know trying different kinds of paint and things with that. And how long has that been going on for you? Oh, I probably, you know, building stuff, you know, almost my whole life. But, but that furniture thing, probably about five years ago, six years ago is when I started doing that. Okay. So art hasn't necessarily been your first career. Yeah, no. I, you know, I, I've always liked art. I always go to the art galleries. I attend different things and, and that. But, you know, I always thought maybe someday I could do something like that. I'm not sure I... I'm not sure I had the patience for that to learn, you know, like how to paint, how to do things like that. But there's something about woodworking. I can spend a lot of time with that and and really get into detail with it. What is your uh, first career? I'm I'm actually uh, the vice president of sales for Ranking Manufacturing. Uh, we uh, we build center pivot irrigation systems. And I've been doing, I've actually been around Ranky Manufacturing my entire life. I grew up in the town of Deschler, where, where the factory is located, and, uh, and I've been here for 37 years now. And do you still live in Deschler now? I don't. I, I live in Lincoln, um, but I am down here uh, three to four days a week. I still own a house down here, and that's kind of when we get to talking about the kind of art that I'm doing now, that house has has a big part of that. Awesome. Okay. And uh, building center pivot in, uh, irrigation, that's very hands-on and pretty darn creative about making it fit the space, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can really see your engineering mind at work here. And in the art that you do, um, we're taking a look at your work right now on the Noise Art Gallery webpage. Uh, you can go to noiseartgallery.com and see Mark's work up 
on his um, noise gallery page under Mark Meslow, M-E-S-L-O-H. Mark does work with wood, and it's very geometric, uh, uh, very mathematically designed. You'll see a lot of uh, linear kinds of um, line in his work, and it's made out of wood. uh, The slats almost look like a lattice-type piece of wood. Let's describe your work better for our audience. Okay. Well, um, what I do is is the center part of it is typically out of oak or cherry, and I do some kind of a a scene like uh, a uh, mountain cabin scene with mountains or or deer running through a field and jumping over a fence, and I cut that out with a scroll saw. Then I do that all by hand. And then, and then I, what I do is I, you know, that's out of new wood. Then the rest of it, I, I make a design around that of some sort. And that, that part of it, at least so far that I've been doing, is from lath that is taken out of this old house that I still stay in in Desert, Nebraska, when I started remodeling it. I'm kind of a scavenger, so I, you know, I hate to throw anything away. And, and when I started pulling the walls out, pulling the plaster and the lath off, I'd seen lath art somewhere years ago, and so I just started saving it. And and so I, so um, when I the first things I did were just designs with that lath, and and I started making some some different types of things, um, and and then. And then the outside of the ones, the frames, I, I actually, there's a there's an old house that my wife's great-grandfather built south of Ruska, Nebraska, and it's going to be burned down, so I went in there and I tore up a bunch of the flooring, and so I use that old flooring to make my frames. Wow, fabulous reuse of materials. <laughs> And yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot more work to use used stuff sometimes than it is new, but it's 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 kind of fun. I mean, I I, I enjoy reusing things. Mm-hmm. Well, as you describe the way that you collect your materials, it sounds like the wood would be really rustic and you know used looking, but your pieces don't have that appearance. You must uh, do quite a bit of work to them to make them of the quality that you want for your designs. Yeah, I do. I I I actually uh, I will uh, sand and and do a lot of work, especially for the frame part of it. But you'll uh, the last part of it. I do leave the the part that's seen rough, and you can see the nail holes and and everything else that's in them. And I leave that part rough. The, the frames I typically take a little. You know, I, I try to get more of that off of it. But you will still see some nail holes sometimes mm-hmm. in that kind of a rustic look to it. Sure. And I notice in that geometric imagery, we've got mountains. Um, uh, in the the background effects that you're talking about with the lath, there's a lot of stripes or geometric triangle type patterns. Uh, you're really piecing the lath together in a puzzle-like kind of a way. And then there are painted surfaces. A lot of your work is kind of a, a pastel blue, a very soft gray and white uh, with black accents. You know, I don't know if I can explain. You know, I, I think maybe just a little bit of a Native American look maybe to it. Mm, um, yeah. That's, that's kind of that's maybe what I'm trying for. Uh, quite frankly, my wife is the... Uh, 
color expert, and sometimes I tell her what I'm going to do, and she says, "No, you're not going to do that." <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do, I do have to admit that, that the grays and that you know turquoise look, and then I've got some I don't I don't know what you would call that shade of green that I've used. I, I really like those kind of, those colors, mm-hmm. and so so typically they're going to incorporate that. As you are putting those designs together, then. Uh, they are very accurate. Uh, the, it looks like the pieces lay together well. Maybe you can describe a little bit of your process. Yeah, I, I use that laugh for those designs, and it comes in all shapes and sizes and thicknesses and widths. And and so, you know, a lot of time I'm, I'm taking, I'm just kind of stacking boards up and trying to get the widths together in the same areas and things like that. Uh, I, I will, though, I will plane them down a little bit if I need to. And, and sometimes I need to plane those sides because they're pretty rough and they wouldn't fit together very well. So, so but, but it is, it's a pretty long process. And then I, you know, to, to do that, I have to put them all in place and then I number them and then I, and then I take them back off, and then I, I plane them down a little bit, and then I put them all back together, and then I take them off and paint them. And sometimes I don't paint the right numbers, the right colors, and I have to do one over. So, <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. Well, folks, we're talking with Mark Meshlow today about his geometric, and he calls it Native American uh, geometric type of style work, using wood lath, and he also does some new wood for a part of his scroll saw designs that he cuts in and applies into the center of his designs. If you like a folk art kind of a look, I think you'd be very attracted to Mark's work. He has the subject matter, you know, is very country, native looking, a lot of mountains, horses, people, trains, a lot of different subject matter, I guess you might say, but it has that uh, very folk art kind of a style to it. Uh, Another thing about Mark here that I've just discovered is that he really emulates the idea of how artists use materials that are available to them. You know, he's talking about pulling the lath out of an old house and taking full benefit of those resources and reusing those materials. A lot of pottery artists dig their own clay right out of the earth. And, you know, artists from around the world use the materials that are available to them. Well, to do this kind of work, Mark, I'm sure you have some special machines and hand tools in your studio. If someone wanted to work with wood like this, what kinds of equipment would you need? Uh, you know, I have my scroll saw and table saw, uh, planer and jointer. Those are primarily the things I use. You know, it's not anything exotic. I spend a lot, a lot of time over the scroll saw with those centerpieces. So it's not a whole lot of specialized equipment. It's just kind of your everyday stuff. And a very specialized skill, I need to say. As you look at Mark's cutouts, you won't believe the kind of detail and elegance that he's getting to that imagery using a scroll saw and and cutting every piece by hand. I don't know. I don't know why it is. You know, I don't have the patience to sit down and learn how to draw or how to paint, but I can sit over that scroll saw for hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The true passion of an artist's heart. Well, I know that we can meet you at Noise Art Gallery. Uh, We do have our first and third Friday events 
every month. And so we have 12 opportunities for you to come into the gallery and meet Mark. He's there a lot of our uh, during a lot of our events, uh, even if he's not hosting one of them. Uh, his work will also be available at our Art in the Garden event, which is coming up in September, uh, on September 14th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mark is planning to set up an artist booth at our garden event and share his work with you there, too. Yeah, that, that Art in the Garden, actually, that's kind of what got me started doing this as an artist, because I, I had made one piece that was used for to sell at a, a uh, fundraiser for a young lady that has cancer, and, and then I started making Christmas presents, and I'd done some silhouettes, I'd done some different things, you know, and mostly just designs, and I went to that Art in the Garden, and I didn't see anything like what I was doing, so... And then I, I also went to the one at South Point and didn't see anything. So I went downtown and just kind of started going around the uh, art galleries, and that's when I met Julia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't take her long to convince me that, that I needed to put put some things in, in, the, in the art gallery. And, of course, the first ones I put in there were Christmas presents that I had built, and I was scared to death I was going to sell them. And one, <laughs> one of the kids wasn't going to get a Christmas present, but... <laughs> But I did get some things done so I could take those out of there. Good, good. Okay. Well, and you could always rebuild, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So that first piece you made was a benefit project. That's really neat. And you've been yeah. in our gallery for about four months. Uh, so right. pretty short time. If you haven't been into the gallery at 119 South 9th Street lately, uh, come on down every Tuesday through Saturday from uh, 10 until 5 we're open. Well, Mark, I would imagine when people see your work, they're going to wonder how they could have a piece done. And in our gallery, we do offer the opportunity that if someone sees an artist's style and they like the look of the work that's being produced, oftentimes they will ask the artist to do a commission. Yeah, I I have done I've done a few of those so far. I've, I've done some anniversary things. Um, where I just took like the their anniversary picture and cut out a silhouette of it and then put it into a design and then I'd have their anniversary date on the bottom. Uh, one I did uh, was, was actually a Christmas present for a husband and, and I actually used the, the one that I have in the, in the gallery right now with the deer scene running through the field. That was the design she gave me to use for Christmas presents. So I'm always willing to do it. I do still work full time so it does take me a little time to so order early. But yeah, I, I love doing that because, you know, especially when incorporate some some words and dates and things like that that I cut out on scroll saw as well. Beautiful. Well, it sounds like we have a lot of opportunities that we could meet with you and see you at the gallery and then offer up that idea of doing a commission. Sure. Sounds like if they just had a photograph or a good idea about what they were looking for, that you're really good at taking that and translating it into your style. I try. Well, folks, I want to encourage you to go to noiseartgallery.com and take a look at Mark Meslow's art page there and uh, see his style. Um, You can also check out his work. We run on our Facebook feed frequently, different artists' work, and when they especially have updated their art pages, you'll see images of artists' work come across our Noise Art Gallery Facebook page. Do you have any other places that your work's available or that people could contact you, Mark? No, not right now. I I have enough to keep me busy with just what I'm doing. You bet. Well, still running another full-time job and an art 
full-time job on top of that's a lot. I appreciate yeah, your time like to today. Well, thank you so much. And is there anything you want to leave our audience with? I, the only thing I would say is I think the gallery is a great place. There's when, when I talked to Julia, what she really liked was I was doing something different than, than I think was in there. And there is a lot of different things from wood sculpture to to jewelry to to all that there's just there's just something for anybody in that in that gallery you bring up a really good point the mission of noise art gallery is to show up to 125 artists and every artist has a different style different genre different material use um uh, all the way from like you said wood to jewelry to painting and and photography we do offer um, almost uh, every medium that you can even think of and uh, yeah. we do look for something different we want to offer our patrons um, a lot of variety and a lot of options well thank okay. you very much all right well thank you for having me on <laughs> okay well, this is Lynette right. Fast thank you for joining Art Talk Live and we hope you'll return to take another listen at kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live this is Julia Noyes from the Noise Art Gallery and this has been Art Talk Live I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.